This is the Shift Podcast. Hey, it's Eric Chapman filling in for Shane this week. Uh, coming up on the Shift Daily Podcast, are you okay with steak? What? Uh, in case you missed it, there's a super famous basketball sport action player. He left the, the Canadian NBA basketball sport team. Clack's going to tell you about that. And Handy Andy, oh, has he got some earbud info for you. But first, we're going to talk about his crazy run-in with Orenthal James Simpson. That's coming up on the Shift Daily Podcast. Rate it, prescribe it, subscribe to it instead of prescribing it because you're not a doctor. And listen and have some fun. Starts right now. All right, let's do some Are You Okays before I ramble on and ramble. I don't understand this. Are you okay with steaks? I'm going to be honest. I'm getting less and less okay with steaks. Well, here's the thing for me. I was vegan, vegetarian. I went vegetarian. Then I went vegan. And Wait, then I are went we ta- oh, back vegetarian. Are we talking about meat steaks? Yes, we are. Okay, sorry. I didn't know if it was like a, a vampire steak thing really quick. I had to check. Oh, well, those I'm okay with. Okay, please continue. But, yeah. yeah. So I went vegan. You know, I did the whole full vegan thing. Then I went back vegetarian. Uh, and then very recently, I've gone what? some little fish and there's some <laughs> chicken in there. And it goes to the working out thing. Um, oh, the pro- your protein is your excuse. Yeah. You need the protein. <laughs> well, I feel better, unfortunately. I feel yeah. better. I've um, heard that. I've yeah. heard that. Yeah. And I feel less tired all the time. And now everyone that knows me that's like, you know, pro- vegan vegetarian is cursing at the radio and they're like <laughs> Brandon well don't be so judgy you vegetarian vegans come on mm-hmm. come on and so what what so you're uh, you're eating meat again eh yeah but i haven't gone back to steaks yet that's the whole thing <laughs> just chicken it's been chicken and fish how come just chicken <sighs> I don't know. I guess I have less respect for chicken. Really? Than I do. I, no, I, oh. that is not maybe unconsciously. I don't know. Deep down, you have this yeah. dread of, of hate of chickens. I must. That must be it. Did, who hurt you? Did a chicken hurt you it as must, a child? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. I've always been. A, chicken was always my favorite. I used to love fried chicken. I haven't had any fried chicken on this whole thing, but I used to love fried chicken. Well, you better get day. some fried chicken. You can have it now. I'm eating all like lean chicken because I'm being healthy. I'm being the opposite of everyone. (laughs) I'm a contrarian. I I hate you. I just hate you. Uh, (laughs) Clack, are you okay with steaks? Oh, absolutely. Because Alberta beef. Right. Very good. Right. But I'm not not the biggest steak guy. I've always been more of a burger guy. But but steak, it depends on how you get it. Because I like Mm. well done. Really? Like, I really uh, like well done. Like, are we talking black and charred outside or just, just cooked all the way through? Just cooked all the way through. I don't okay. like the charcoal. Yeah. Uh, I've got an uncle that likes Blue Rare, and I consider him a psychopath. But otherwise... <laughs> wow. I, I get a Blue Rare every rarely, but I do every once in a oh. while. Yeah. It's okay. I'm a psychopath. I don't know what it why is you, about why, it. Why do you like Blue Rare? You know, I'm going to tell you something that's going to freak you out. Okay, I'm gonna. I, I'm going to admit this, and this is going to be the first time I've shared this with anybody. Ooh, I used to eat raw bacon strips as a child. Yeah, we've all done that. <laughs> so yeah, I just we've like, all done that. I just like raw meat. I don't know what it is about it. I just like the texture. Maybe it's like the 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 the, the animal in me. 
that loves to just tear the yeah maybe meat. But I I don't know what it is, but just something about it is just like mm, that's delightful. It's a good way to get like food poisoning or something. I know it is. I know it's just a horrible thing. But yeah, and yeah, I've been thinking about going veggie like within within the next ten years. I want to be. That's a wild. I love meat. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, and I have mm-hmm. a hard time saying no to it. Mm-hmm. But we have to for the world's sake. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And so I want to start cutting out at least like cut out something. <laughs> start slow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. Do you like Beyond Meat? Um, not really. I just don't. For me, I'm like a jerk, like Brendan here, like that likes yeah. to do the everything. It's like, I just won't eat meat. Like, I don't need fake meat. I'll eat beef or I'll eat vegetables. I don't need something that's trying to be either of those things. Yeah, I found when I was a vegan, I never liked any of the imitation foods where it was like completely imitating meat or, you know, eggs or butter or any of that stuff. I never liked the the fake imitation food. Mm-hmm. I Either eat the real food or eat vegetables Derek is texting at clack oh my god clack I'm sorry but we can't talk anymore well done is sacrilege oh yeah I hear that well, I mean I hear that for a, quite often people they don't like they judge you off your steak and how it's cooked they do yeah especially um I a lot of friends who are chefs and cooks they really judge yeah. you yeah yeah well you used to get medium rare I just didn't it didn't resonate with me. Mm. I, that's always how I had it forever, and mm-hmm. I never liked steak that much. And then I went to a golf course that made a great, well-done steak, and that was it. Mm. Just salt and pepper on that thing, too? You put the barbecue sauce or what? There was barbecue sauce. That's okay. a, For me, That's a, a. It's the seasoning is a really big... Well, that, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel, I feel like if you do the season right, I'm not much of a sauce guy, but if you season that thing right, I'll eat a well-done... Um, what do you call it? Well done? Cooked? It's rare, medium rare, well done and done? Is that what it is? Burnt. And charcoal? Charcoal, is that it? Do you test your meat on your hand when you're cooking it, Clack? No. Do you, I mean, I use a thermometer. Do you do you pinch your, uh, like you put your thumb to your pinky finger and that's for like uh, rare? And then if you put your thumb to your uh, ring finger, that's medium rare sort of thing. And then you go down and it's, and then done is your index finger or something like that. If I'm being honest, I don't cook steak very often. I I I, I couldn't say. Do it's you, always behind the closed door. Do you don't do you cook food often? I cook food, but okay. it's always not steak. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay with steak. To answer fine, the yeah. question, I'm okay no, with. No, I it. got you. I got you. Yeah. No, I feel okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! I could never eat dinner with you and that mooing steak. Someone just texted, yeah, no, I know, it's weird and gross. But if you like eating big, juicy steak, we hope you've been able to fire up your barbecue because this summer, we know one huge fan of steak. Trump steaks are by far the best tasting, most fl- Oh, come on! I just got Rick rolled on this. Dang! Okay, I'm playing it again. Trump steaks are by far the best tasting, most flavorful beef you've ever had. Truly in a league of their own. Trump steaks are five-star gourmet, quality that belong in a very, very select category of restaurant and are certified Angus Beef Prime. There's nothing better than that. Angus Beef. Uh. What happens if someone doesn't give you as much steak as you wanted? Well, that's an issue. A man in Pueblo, Pueblo, Colorado, went for his birthday in late July and ordered steak, ribs, fries, and mashed potato. 
I'm not into the three or two meats. I don't like combining meats. Have a steak. Yeah, that's a lot. And like I ribs and steak and, and, and even a surf and turf. I'm just like, that's a lot of meat. Uh, when his food arrived, he was livid. His steak was underweight. Huh. <laughs> he ran out to his car and bought back a small electronic scale to prove his theory. The steak the man ordered was listed to be six ounces. The man claimed it looked like a children's meal. The waiter claimed it was at least four or five ounces. The verdict, 3.6. Wow. He can eyeball that. Well, I mean, out that yeah. three ounces, two ounces, 2.4 ounces. Yeah. You could, might be able to eyeball that. The chef remade the meal. Antonio, the man with the scale, ended up posting the situation on social media. Unlike Andy and OJ, yeah. there was internet divide on how he handled it. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. that's totally fair. I find it just seems to happen at a lot of high end places, though. You pay like this exorbitant amount for this meal, and it's always small. It's like so small. Yeah, uh, I I know I find that, but you actually get full of it. I went to a fancy yeah. dinner once at a fancy restaurant. I don't even like going to fancy once? restaurant. Yeah, I don't like going. To, I feel out of place in fancy places. Uh, I don't yeah, like so do them. I. Yeah. I don't want to be served. Like I'll like if I go to a I've, I've been to a dinner party where they walk around I'm like no bro just put it down have a beer with me we'll eat together you know I just it makes me uncomfortable you don't go to a lot of Yale Town condo no parties. I don't I don't go to anybody's fancy fancy party so yeah I think this guy is totally legit you were talking about two point four ounces of steak I say yeah but why do you have a scale do you, do people just yeah. walk around with scales so why is he driving around with a scale I don't know huh. Okay, challenge to somebody who's listening to the shift right now. Yeah. Go to McDonald's, order a grand Big Mac, and then bring the scale and tell me if it's even close to the regular Big Mac. I want to know. What is it supposed to, is it supposed to be bigger in weight? Well, it's the grand Big Mac. Right. I assume it's supposed to be a bigger burger. Hmm. All right. There's your challenge. Yeah. Go. Clack needs to know, and I'm kind of interested too. To be honest with you, um, uh, getting a text at eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. It's opposite. Pinky finger is well done. Index finger is rare. Sorry. Okay, I had it backwards. Thank you, random texter, with no name. We praise you. We praise you. Okay, let's do this one. Are you okay with transgender Olympians? Well, hell yeah, I am. Brandon. The Olympics, I've said this before, because we've had this one before. Oh, here we go. The Olympics here we go. Here is we go. for everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, okay. Yeah. I thought you were yeah. going to go all contrary. You thought, like, no. Well, I'm not for sport <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not really for the Olympics, but I think <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. should be allowed to compete in them, yeah. Okay. Um, Clack? Well, so we debated on a previous edition of The Shift with Shane and Ryan yeah. about you know, is is Laurel oh. Hubbard, who we're going to mention here, is is she a, within the rules? And the thing is, the right. IOC has rules on testosterone that she qualified with. Like, she was under the level of testosterone yeah. that would ban her from the competition. So the question a lot of people had was, how, she, how did she do? And, like, I guess, you know... That's that was the big question coming in the Olympics was that was there going to be this giant advantage? Mm-hmm. And there wasn't, or was there? Do we know, or am I going to read this and find out? I'm asking Clack. 
Well, the, the BBC might tell us. Okay. <laughs> Laurel is the first openly transgender woman to ever compete at the Games. She also was the oldest athlete in the weightlifting competition at age 43. Whoa, 43. Wow. I'm more impressed. Like, that's yeah. the story. Yeah, right? Wow. Like, for sport, that's old. Yeah. What do hockey players get to, Clack? What's an old hockey player? Is that old for a hockey player, too, 43? It's it's pretty old. Like yeah. there's only two guys that are over forty in the NHL. Joe Thornton and Zidane Chara, both unsigned. Stop it. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. Well, right now, yeah. yeah but yeah. there's usually yeah, only yeah. one or two around. Oh, I didn't know that. So, what's the average retirement age then? Like thirty-five. About thirty-five is when guys are pretty much done. But the really good players can go to thirty-eight, thirty-nine. Wow. Huh. I wish that was the case for board ops. <laughs> You'd be retired? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd, be re- I'd be prime retirement You'd age get that, right now. Yeah. That, that bird seed pension would yeah, be coming to you in, in the mail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we'll let me go here. Laurel, uh, there has been lots of debate about whether or not it's fair to uh, for her to be in the female weightlifting division. Let's see how she did. Here's the BBC. New Zealand's weightlifter Laurel Hubbard become the first openly transgender athlete to compete in a different gender category to which she was born. She failed to stay in the running and after three failed lifts, crashed out of the final. Her entry in the Olympics is being seen as a landmark moment for inclusion and diversity. There are others, though, that argue she has an unfair physiological advantage and that her presence undermines the struggle for women to be treated equally in sport. Got to tell uh, text at 877-399-9898. I don't think that should be... Uh, uh, I'm a trans woman, but I firmly believe that trans women have an unfair advantage over cisgender women. So no, this shouldn't be allowed. But I, isn't it... I mean, yeah, okay. But I'm just wondering because the testosterone levels will determine your muscle mass and what you can build. So if those testosterone levels are lower, then technically you can't build muscle more than anyone in your weight class is that right clack am i doing that right i think so okay. and, and also we now have results and she yeah. not only lost but she wasn't close oh really well that's that's what that's what was you just heard on the bbc right. she she had three different right uh, uh, opportunities to lift and all she three didn't. of them were failed. Yeah, and she left without a medal. Yeah, her second attempt appeared to be successful. Judges disallowed it because her bent. she bent her elbow. She took no questions after she thanked the IOC, the country of Japan, and stated, I'm not entirely unaware of the controversy which surrounds my participation at the Games. I'd like to thank the IOC for establishing that sport is something for all people that is inclusive and accessible. End quote. Hmm. I wonder then, um, Josie, on the text... Uh, eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight. Would would you think that, like, there's a, a a transgender Olympics, specifically for all trans people? Then, or how do we include everyone in that? I'm just interested in what your thoughts are. If you have them, eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Okay, let's do one more of these. Are you okay? Thanks. There it is. <laughs> With cockroaches. Who would say yes? Who's okay with cockroaches? We already gave you the horror sounds of a geese earlier. No, we didn't. We did that one last. I ordered these wrong. Oh, Sorry, you ordered them wrong. Yeah, <laughs> the geese one hasn't Let, happened. Let's see what a cockroach sounds like. <laughs> I tear my heart open. 
sold myself shut. My weakness is I... that I can't do much. What is happening? This is the past is This is cockroach. This is Papa Roach. Is this Papa Roach? Yeah. This is Papa Roach. Okay. Well, I'm definitely not okay with no, I'm Papa not okay with all, of, with all of that. No, I'm not. What are we talking about here? During a women's field hockey game at the other side of the ocean in the, in the, in the sporting event that's happening in Japan right now, a cameraman pinned to a cockroach on the beam next to a playing surface. The Spanish announcer deadpanned as he discussed the ferocious creature. The video generated millions of views. Why did it get some hate? There was five minutes left in the game. Argentina only, Argentina only led Spain one nothing. It was still close. And they cut away to the roach. Argentina ended up winning 3 nothing. The cameraman may have to take his talents to Jet National Geographic. I love that. That reminds me of my stripper story. Did I ever tell you my stripper story? I might have oh, sold no. this. One time I was, I was in Wandering River, Alberta, between Fort Mac and everything else below it. And we were at an oil field camp job, and they, um, I got to do this quick. Uh, they, they converted a community center into the local pub. So we'd go there for drinks, and they also brought a stripper in. So we're sitting there right off the stage in, 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 in the slop trough. And in the back corner, there's a Bonobo documentary. And I'm like freaking out about these things because they're so smart. And there's 10 people in the room, and it, I mean, I'm like, guys, look at these monkeys. This is amazing. They're not monkeys. They're bonobos. They're different. And so I have everybody in the room watching this bonobo instead of watching the stripper on the stage. So uh, I'm, I'm talking to the friend next to me and the girl taps me on the shoulder and she says, excuse me. And she grabs my pitcher of beer and proceeds to dump it on my head because I had taken all of the attention from her and put it on the bonobos in the corner. That's my stripper story. This is the Shift Podcast. Does he have an intro? Does Handy Andy have an intro? That's about it. It's There's just no disco singing? music. No, it's Disco Andy. Disco Andy? Andy, when did you become Disco Andy? Uh, it's a long story, Eric. <laughs> you, you, I, don't, you don't sound happy about it, Andy. Well, I started sharing some stories about the, the shenanigans that happened to me when I was in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah. And and so then someone else that Shane knows verified some of those stories that was in Vegas. And so uh, Shane started calling me Disco Andy. So. Oh, I see. Was this the same one when you saw OJ? Yes. Oh. Well, that was one. that was one of the years. But that... Kate, that's a trip. Kate, this is like, <laughs> I, I, I go dry. I don't drink for three months, right? Yeah, All yeah. through the holidays. I go to CES. <laughs> I do work. On the last day, I decide to let go, go to a dive bar. And who's there? OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. Simpson. And, and now I'm drinking with OJ Simpson. <laughs> and that's weird. Like, it's OJ, but you're like, it's OJ, though. But you're like, it's OJ. Oh, my. That must be so confusing. Yeah, and, and I started talking like we were friends. I called him Juice. I'm like, Juice, what was that? What was that university you went to? And he's just like, everyone's like, you're friends with... And okay, it gets worse because now I start drinking because I'm drinking with OJ. I've been dry for three months. Oh, so and you... Yeah, yeah. Go OJ ahead. leaves. And I'm like, wow, this is like a scene out of the Hangover movie. I am going to 
tweet out this picture of me hanging out with O.J. Simpson. Not a good idea. Ooh. It's not a good look, Eric. No. <laughs> not a good So I sober up the next day, and I'm like, oh, my God. Did I really hang out with O.J. Simpson last night? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and there it is, the picture on the Internet oh, with I... me, arms around O.J. And I'm like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, I love that story, man. I oh. can't even tell you. I'm crying over here. I oh, love it's... it. Thank you for sharing. I need a handler, okay? I have you to do. go back to Vegas. I need to I'm like your job is to make sure I don't do something crazy. If you see OJ in my vicinity, we're out. Just turn me around and walk us the other way. This cannot yes. happen. Yes. I know, and he'll recognize me. He he took my card. He wanted oh, to be no. my friend. It was oh. so And you know what it was? I followed OJ on Twitter and he would always like he'd be like, Hello, Twitter. And so mm-hmm. we were talking about that. And mm-hmm, then next mm-hmm. thing you know, we're drinking buddies. It was yeah. Crazy shenanigans. That's why they call me Disco Andy. Okay. The trouble I get into. Okay. Well, you know, and we got to hang out because you say, yeah, that sounds like something I would do. We get, I get in a lot of trouble too. So I, I like the facts that you do that. And I like the fact that you just shared it anyway. Screw it. Who cares if it's OJ? <laughs> I know. I just do. I make so many of these bad decisions that I just want to tell everybody all the oh, that's weird a, and that's, wacky decisions I, know. I make. I know, man. That's, I, I love it though. It, it's nice to hear from you, my friend. It's been a long time. So I'm glad we get to chat today. It has been, Eric. It's yeah. been a long, long time. Yeah, but um, we're uh, – yeah, I can't get into what we did. Oh, last time – yeah, last time we hang, I think it was uh, it was a going away party for someone, and, and I, I smoked some weed with a, a young lady there, and I turned her green on, on the weed I smoked, and I still don't stop hearing about it for, to this day. So, oh, really? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I have this – it, it happens to me all the time. I'm like – you know, I, I'm at a party. I'm like, I have this, you know, it, just to let everybody know in the circle, I like to smoke, so this is heavy. Please take small puffs, pass, pass, you know, to the left. I tell the rules, and every single time, somebody in the crowd hits it like it's going out of style, and then I feel like a jerk. But anyways, we're getting hey, to- you warned them. You yeah, warned I them. did, right? I did, right? And Steve says on the text at 877-399-9898, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Don't post things. That's good I, advice, Steve. Yeah, it's okay. Steve, Steve it, that's easier to say, but when you've had six IPAs with O.J. Simpson- <laughs> <laughs> try, try telling yourself yeah, not no, to it's not happening, post man. stuff. Yeah, you're and posting. not just one. I posted on every single social media channel. <laughs> All of them. Oh, God. Oh, okay. All right, let's get to this thing. We've got to do work here. We're here for a reason, Andy. For this goodness sakes. This is work, Eric. This is work. It's therapy for you. Oh, my good. Okay, good. Yeah, let it all out, man, because good. good don't hold that stuff in. you got to get it out. All right, let's talk about this. Whew. The VTech... Kitty Zoom creator cam. Okay, tell me about this because I'm interested. I have, I have, we might have a debate over this one. Okay, I'm totally on the fence. I got this tech toy sent to me to review and it's just been sitting there on my desk and I look at this and I'm like, I don't know if, I'm, if I want to support this. So this is what it is. It's from a company called VTech. Which they make like tech toys for kids mm-hmm. and this is called the Kitty Zoom creator cam. Basically, it's a camera that comes with a tripod and a green screen for kids to create content. Okay. Here's the thing, Eric. Yeah. It's made for five plus. So they want five-year-olds to become little creators and use this camera to yeah. post videos on the internet. I don't know if I want to support this, Eric. It's just like... Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm feeling the same way. And, and it's the age thing for me too. Exact same thing as you. I'm like, I don't know if... Like it's okay for kids to be creative and create content, maybe to share with uh, at home, but to be... To put them to immerse a, a kid that young into that world, I just don't. That just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, and I I, I kind of see how you do it because like, I, I one uh, aspect, you know, 
editing is very creative, you know, like setting up your shots right. and, 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 and doing that. But at the same time, what's going to happen is these kids are going to then post it online. And then it's all about subscribers. Mm-hmm. It's about likes. And, and they're young. And you don't want them to be judging their self-worth based upon how many likes their videos get. And we're talking about five years old. When yeah. I was five, I was just running around with my bike trying to get in trouble, you know, like yeah. start like little fires and stuff if I found <laughs> matches. You know, like that's, that's what I was doing when I was five. I wasn't making content. So I'm having a hard time. And hmm. then I'm wondering, am, am I just like an old fart? Like I just don't understand what kids – well, that's, you know, that's where I go, too, because these kids, they live everywhere. But again, I, no, I don't think you are an old fart. I think you're, you're thinking responsibly with this. I think maybe it's good to have this as a, a creative outlet, but maybe not the sharing part of it would, would be. Can, can you use it without sharing? Can you just do the editing without, you know, that part? Yes, you could okay. edit it onto your computer, maybe share with just your friends and family at home. Okay. But but, but even you know, then, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You're, you're just going to create a bunch of Kardashians, That's you know, it. little, exactly. little Kardashians everywhere. Yeah. And back to the whole like thing, too. Like, I put a tweet, uh, I tweeted out on the weekend, and I think I checked that thing like 50 times in five minutes, Andy, because I was like, this is going to get me some likes, man. It's going to be a good one. And then I go in, and I didn't get one like on the tweet once, and I was just like so depressed. So, yeah, immersing kids in that, I, I'm low. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I, I don't like this thing. Okay. okay. You know what? I'm on the fence. I'm not going to review it. No, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to send it back. I'm like, homie, don't play that. Yeah. I ain't reviewing this. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay, I didn't... Now, I don't get this Wi-Fi speed thing. I don't even get internet speed, Andy. I'm cool with, like, really slow. So, uh, a, a Wi-Fi network for gaming, is, is this a pretty big deal? Is this important if you're, like, a hardcore gamer? Well, it, it's really interesting. The average age of a gamer today is 35 years old. Stop. So, so what, what you're seeing is oh. all these networking companies like Netgear are creating w- gaming routers. So routers that are dedicated for gamers. And we're, we're not talking like, you know, like inexp- these are like five, $600 heavy duty routers because they know that these guys have money to spend. They're adults. They have kids who game. And, and so they're creating these dedicated routers that are supposed to help you game, which begs the question, do you really need a gaming router? And Handy Andy is here to tell you, no. No? You know, and I keep doing that. I keep reviewing these gaming routers and yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, it's great that you have this like fast Wi-Fi speed, but if you're really serious about gaming, you're connecting with Ethernet like directly into your router, oh. which negates any of these like, you know, speeds that these routers do. Now that said, Eric, these new gaming routers have additional features. They actually have apps built inside the router. They call them wraps, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. So, so with these wraps, yeah. one of these wraps, it's a geofilter wrap. So say you play a game like Call of Duty. You can, inside this little um, interface, see all the different servers that are hosting Call of Duty and try to find the one that's closest to you in oh, the world. Okay. So, so they show it on a map, a global map, all the different servers. And so you can ping to the closest server so that you can reduce your latency time. Huh. So in that sense, you know, the, if you're a really networking nerd and you game, then a gaming router is a good choice. Okay. Otherwise, just go old school, you know, just – Ethernet directly in. Don't connect on Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and you should have a very, very good connection for all your gaming needs. Okay, cool. You know, I'm trying to. I'm. I was thinking of just getting off Wi-Fi for my computer altogether and just going straight Ethernet because it, it's. Is it significantly faster or just a little bit faster? 
Not only is it faster, it's more stable. That's you know, what like I'm thinking about. about. Okay. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Back in the early days of Wi-Fi, people might remember this. It was when it was on the 2.4 gigahertz. Yeah. If you turned your microwave on, you would lose internet connection because it had a frequency. <laughs> right. 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 So, yeah. so that that's the thing is, especially if you're doing something like this, like live radio from home or something like that, you always want to go hardwire in. Even if you're doing Zoom calls, anything that's important. If you can. Now, they even make routers where you have like wireless routers where you would put one in each different room. They call it a mesh network. Some of those that you could actually go and hardwire directly into it. So if you can, always go in. As great as Wi-Fi is, nothing is going to be as stable, secure as a hardline connection. Yeah, that's good advice. I like that. Okay, we only have about a minute and a half, Andy, because we talked about OJ too long. But <laughs> and, and and honestly, I'm, I really wanted to spend the most time on this because I need new wireless earbuds. So give me some tips. What do I need to know if I'm going to get the good ones? Okay, there's a lot of choice when it comes to wireless earbuds. What people really need to know is the price range. Uh. You can get yourself a decent pair of wireless earbuds for $40. I kid you not. Stop it. They're called they're from Skull Candy. I reviewed them. I will put my name to it cuz I tried them out. Okay. They're called the Skull Candy Dime. You can get this on Amazon. You can get it on Best Buy. Dime like like a dime, like a nickel, a dime. Yeah. Skull Candy Dime, $40. It is going to give you a decent connection. It even comes with a little charging case that you can attach to your keys so you can take it everywhere you go. Hmm. And if you want to go on the high end, Technics just came out. With their new wireless earbuds. Technics is actually a Panasonic brand. Yeah. They finally just entered the earbud market and they got one for $250 and that's on the premium side. So, Eric, well, I'm going to recommend Skull Candy Dime for you. $40, you can't go wrong. How? What kind of battery life are we getting with that? Well, you know, most of these you're going to get at least five to six hours. But okay. then with the with the case and quick charge, you know, you'll have all day battery life. So, oh. battery is usually not the issue that you're going to be worrying about. Usually, it's going to be the connection. It, can you keep that stable Bluetooth connection to your device? Oh, really? Um, okay. But, but at that $40 price point, the yeah. Skull Candy Dime uh, impressed me quite a bit. So, it's uh, something I would definitely recommend if you're in the market. And everybody is because Dude. there's no headphone jack on these phones these days. So yeah. Everybody has to get a pair of wireless earbuds one way or another. Dude, Skull Candy Dime. I'm going to do that on the weekend because I need a pair of it. Andy, you my man. Uh, and if you want to see the review, go to my website, handyandymedia.com. You'll see the video right there where I rave all about these these uh, earbuds. And don't go to his social media for other photos of him with celebrities. Just <laughs> focus on the tech stuff because that's what he's here for. My friend, it was a pleasure to speak with you as always. Anytime, Eric. Right on. That was Handy Andy. It's the Shift Podcast. I'm really going to enjoy this week of listening to you, Eric. Never get tired of you. I do have a question. Why is Clack so quiet? Oh. Great question. Great question. Silence. Are you are, are you there? Yeah, why why <laughs> am I quiet? Yeah, I'm I'm asking. I I didn't think I was that quiet. Well, how quiet do you think you are? I I honestly do not know when you're at home, you're not in the studio. You have no idea what you sound like. Oh, in a way. I wonder if they're referring to the amount you talk. Oh, no, I just, I talk, I, I'm a guy, that I don't like to kind of step over everybody, I like to wait, listen to what everyone's saying, and then input. Yeah, that's not the show, bro, you gotta, you gotta step on toes, yeah. you gotta start jumping <laughs> yeah. in and calling gotta, me a jerk, oh, and yeah, 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 okay, yeah. you gotta get in there, yeah, this is a blood sport, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we'll get you, we got, we got, uh, 
if there's four days we're working and we worked one, that leaves three days left working That's together. That's math. <laughs> you should have heard Matt and me, try, Matt and I, trying to figure out what like we had forty three, and then we ended up with fifty one. And we couldn't figure out what that number difference was between 43 and 51. Wow. It took, and it took us 15 minutes and we still didn't even figure it out. And, he, and the person did meant the amount you talk. They just, re, they just responded. I mean, I mean the amount he talks. So, yeah, you need to talk more. You need to elaborate more, Clack. Well, there. that's okay with me. I just, I, you know, I like to be uh, a, a, a guy that talks and is a bit of a side character. Yeah. But if you want me to talk more, I am always willing. Yeah. Okay. Good. Now you the fan they the people have spoken. So you you don't you don't do what I say or what you want to do. You do what they say because they're our boss. So they're saying, "Give me more clack. I want more clack." Okay. Well, we right. have a segment coming up that's apparently more clack. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get to your segment. In case you missed it on the radio, <laughs> here's clack. Uh, that's with a K. <laughs> I'm really glad we've established the K. Yeah. You know what? I think so, too, because I actually get viscerally angry if someone... Now everybody's going to start doing it on the text, but it's fine. If you spell my name with a K, I get... I'm like, dude, I don't know you. I don't don't like you. Yeah, it's E-R-I-C. Don't be stupid. Um, Here we go. This is is why this person is texting. Okay, Clack? So I'm going to explain it to you. I would love to get a feel for what his personality is, which means... He needs to talk. Ooh. There you go. So they like you and they want to get to know you better. Clack is a mystery. Yeah. Uh, you know what? The mystery man was my nickname in high school. Stop. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, 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 no. Oh, my nickname in high school okay. was Clacker. So not <laughs> okay. any different than Clack at no, all. No. Yeah. Clacker. Clack. Clackster. I never heard Clackster. That's a little, that's an informal like Clackster, Cookie Clack. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, okay, I won't use it. It doesn't sound like you like it, so I won't use it. Okay, before I get into the in case you missed it, yeah, I want people to ask this question on the text line. Oh, see, here or, we go. See, answer it. See, I'm, copy, I'm cutting you off. This is what you have to do. Another vote for Clack to talk more from Josie. Okay, here's what I, here's what I want to know. Because a lot of the time we're talking about questions with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. We have people who ask about, you know, what does this affect this way? How does the vaccine affect me this way? And a lot of people ask those questions. Here's a question I'm going to throw at you. Oh. oh. Do you trust your family doctor? Because when we have questions about our health or about viruses or about things that might affect us, we always went to our doctor did we not did we we always went and asked you know what's wrong with me is why is my ankle facing the other way why is why is my head so bad um mentally and physically so we would always ask those questions to our doctor so are you comfortable with asking your doctor about covid and whatever answer he gives you you or she gives you you're gonna believe it or are you it's it's something that's very interesting to me because there seems to be just so many questions about this but a lot of us have doctors. Do well, we go to them? Yeah. I, 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 I think something... Oh, we got another one here. You really clack me up. Hi-oh. <laughs> hey, um, oh. I go to the... I, I, I kind of mentioned this before, but... Yes, I do trust my doctor. And just like I trust my mechanic or my, my accountant. 
when I take my stuff to my accountant, they do the math, they hand it back. I'm like, thank you, sir or ma'am. You did, I'm sure you did a fine job, but I'm not going to question it. You want to know why? Because I'm not an accountant. And if my, if my mechanic is working on my car and says, hey, you need a new carburetor, I'm not going to be like, hey, one sec. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Dr. Dr. Crawford, my dentist, my mechanic says I need a new carburetor. What do you think? Should I get one? No? Okay, no. I'm going to go to, like, no. I bet his first question would be, why are you still driving a car with a carburetor? <laughs> that's the, but that's <laughs> the logic that I see with these questioning of doctors and things like that. Because we can, we can always answer all the questions that you have for us on the text line or when you're calling in. But at the same time, we, we are very well read, mm-hmm. the three of us. We see a lot. Speak for yourself. Yeah, that's debatable, dude. <laughs> we, I hope. I feel like. I feel like I am. I think you guys are, but you maybe you're not. But I. That's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah. We're we're in the media. We have an open yeah. platform, but we're yeah. not doctors. Yeah. No, I see. I see the point you're trying to make. Yeah, and keep ask these questions and keep. That's why I keep saying keep asking the questions. And you know what? Find a doctor and ask them. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to get a family doctor. It is now. It is yeah. actually quite tough. Yeah. Especially I, in Alberta. The oh, burdens listening out there. Oh, yeah. You got, oh. I just want to. a doctor's never been harder. I just want to hug Alberta. I just, I miss, <laughs> I miss that place so much. And you guys just, you guys got it rough right now. So just know I'm sending you, Ooh. I'm sending you guys love to your healthcare system. Thanks. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's really, it's yeah. tough on a lot of, the, I have a lot of family who are nurses. Oh. It's been a problem for the entire pandemic essentially i mean but especially lately um let's get into something a bit lighter let's let's maybe not that light though because if you're in ontario and you're a toronto raptors fan i'm sorry for your loss because (laughs) kyle lowry who an excellent excellent player for the raptors for a long long time how long well, he's been a Raptor for nine seasons. Oh, dang. Okay. That's a long time. He was acquired in 2012. Uh, the Rockets had him, and, and he was Brian Colangelo's first, or one of his first uh, desperation moves. Like, he was on the way out, and he needed to get a star player to anchor the team. He picked mm-hmm. up Kyle Lowry for a first-round pick, mm-hmm. and he was so good for that team. And he has unfortunately moved along. He has signed the Miami Heat on a three-year deal, multiple sources saying it'll be up to $30 million total, and it'll end up being a sign-and-trade. The Raptors might get a player back. Uh, there's a guy on Miami, his name's Goran Dragic. He's a veteran. They might pick him up and then trade him to another team. There's a lot of rumors out there that are unconfirmed, but what we do know is there's many memorable Kyle Lowry moments. One of the greatest was how he started Game 6 against the Golden State Warriors in the NBA final. Games three and four here at Oracle to silence this crowd as Lowry scores the first bucket. A history with that scintillating last two and a half minutes to keep their season alive. Kyle Lowry, what a start. Oh, this year in this building, the one time they play in the regular season, they won again. Lowry, again, Kyle Lowry. And this was the toughest shot, but Green gave him a cushion. The last four road teams have won in the series. Lowry lighting it up here on the first two plus minutes. And Lowry was awesome in that clinching game for Toronto to win it all. And he's Toronto's franchise leader in triple doubles, three-pointers, assists, steals. 
He's second to his good friend DeMar DeRozan in the Raptors record book in points. And many, many people and fans believe Kyle, Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor of all time. Of wow. course, Kawhi Leonard played one season in Toronto and was quite good, but he didn't play nine and Kyle Lowry was good that entire time. He will be missed in Canada as an NBA champion. And thank you, Kyle, for all oh. your hard work. Oh. And he's done a lot for the community as well. So, Oh, I think he's listening right now. You got anything else you want to say to Kyle? He's not listening right now. He's in <laughs> Miami with money on his ear. and <laughs> You know, every time I hear Kyle, I think of uh, bad boys. I'm like a Lowry. You know, you know what he says it like? Isn't like Michael? I don't know. Every time I, I just go to Bad Boys, and I, I don't know why. That's weird. Um, I got a text really quick. Uh, Brendan, that was hilarious. Carburetor mentioning about an an, uh, an object in a car that hasn't been used since the '80s, probably it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I referred to it, and it was it was hilarious. That was great. Thank you guys. Have a great morning, Carol. You too. More clack, more cowbell. I agree. Continue clack. Well, Amazon Studios has oh. announced that the Lord of the Rings original series will premiere on September mm. the 2nd, mm. 2022 mm. on Amazon Prime mm. exclusively, mm. and that new episodes will premiere every week. Uh. Here's a, a clip from the new show. Stop it. This is not real. I swear it's from the new show. It's going to be good if this is the song. To Isengard. That's it. I read, I read somewhere 10 million per episode it's going to cost to shoot that. 10 million. Well, if you saw Game of Thrones, if you watched that show, that was in the millions per episode. This is going to surpass that by double. Oh, it, Game of Thrones is only in the millions. Oh, I thought it was hot. Oh, wow. Then, yeah. That's going to be crazy. Awesome. So they shot. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. They shot a lot of this in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I was a fan of Lord of the Rings. I'm not a huge guy yeah. uh, fan when it comes to, let's say, cosplaying. I've met Gimli. I've met John Rhys Davies. Get out of here. What a nice guy. Wow. That's cool. He's He's not as short as Gimli, number one. Okay. Number two, he's got a British accent because he's actually knighted. Oh, wow. And he's just a very gentle hmm. human being. Hmm. And uh, he did say, my axe. And it was cool. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, I don't, I don't actually remember him for that as well as I remember him for Indiana Jones. Uh, I remember him as, as Sala. Really oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, good one. Um, yeah, I'm with you on Lord of the Rings. I, I enjoy them quite a bit, but I'm not like, oh, I need a, a Gimli hat or... You know, a Frodo. I don't have Frodo's feet at my home. I don't have Hobbit feet slippers or anything like that. But if you remember that, like that song, they're they're taking the Hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> that was one of the first YouTube clips that ever took off. Oh, really? And uh, that was at a time when YouTube had just started, and people used to watch StupidVideos.com. That was like your video fix if you <laughs> wanted something funny or Ebombs World. That was another one. Wow, nice oh, yeah. one. Or, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. Newgrounds, too, right? Ooh, dang, good pull. Wow. We're going way back. So those are all like, like that's a definitely, that's a way back machine moment. But anyways, the uh, the official plot synopsis for the show 
beginning in a time of relative peace. Well, it's relative because it's not going to be all peace and daisies on this show. Mm-hmm. Thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings books, the series will follow an ensemble of characters both familiar and new as they confront the long-feared reemergence of evil to Middle-earth. So it's a prequel to hmm. everything you know and love. Oh, everything. It has no prequel. title. No title yet, eh? Hmm. Ooh, that makes so, me... Ooh, I wonder what it's going to be. Why, is it going to be though? like Sauron? Who is it going to be? What's it going to be? Ooh, I'm excited. What are you, what's your problem, Brandon? Why is everything a why prequel? So in- All of these fantasy franchises are doing prequels. What's why? wrong with... What's everyone's obsessed with what happened before? I want to know what's going to happen. Don't you want to know what happened? It's I better than a remake. Continuing st- yeah, that's true. Because if it's not a prequel, it's a oh, remake. It's a remake, which is worse. I'd rather have a prequel than a remake. But yeah, I guess. You're talking about fresh, new... like. Are you talking about present day Middle Earth? Is is that a thing? Like modern <laughs> yeah, times Middle Earth? Well, I don't know. A few hours, <laughs> a few hours after where we left off. I'm going to derail my own in case you missed it because okay. I want to ask this now. Go, go. What's the best prequel that's ever come out? Because there's a lot of prequels that just suck. Like they don't add anything to the story and you're kind of like, why did you even make this? Like prequels to me are worse than sequels, but there there's been some good ones, but what's the best prequel? Does Godfather Part 2 count as a prequel or a sequel? Is it both? I don't know. I've never seen any Godfathers. Uh, oh, t- no. Temple of Doom? You you haven't seen a no, Godfather no, movie, Eric? I get this reaction quite a quite. Yes. Oh, I know. No. Hey, wait. The Godfather 2 isn't a complete prequel, but it does sort of fall into it. As a prequel. It's like Godf- a half prequel. The Godfather Part 2. Yeah. It's a half. Yeah. Robert De Niro is in it as young yeah. Marlon Brando. Oh! One of the greatest movies made in probably the last 20 years was a prequel. What was that? Rogue One. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. As a standalone, like I like it's my favorite. St- I like it than pretty much almost every Star Wars movie, not TV show. But yeah, Rogue One. That's mine. Boom. I didn't like the start of Rogue One. I thought like the start was fine. Then it got a little slow. But the the last half of that movie is amazing. Isn't it so great? Like the 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 momentum it builds for the rest of the movies and the build. Like, yeah, it's so fantastic. And I love movies. I love standalones. That's why I like the series Six Feet Under on HBO, because it it definitively ends. It has a definitive start. And a definitive end. And I love that about shows. I don't like ones where we have to have prequels and sequels. Let's just have a show and end it. I love that. There's no money to be made with that, though. Oh, it's no, all... No money there. It's about no the money. art. It's about the sacrifice. No! Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.